their secret mountain lair somewhere in Colorado, this is the Image Doctors Photography Podcast with your hosts, Jason O'Dell and Rick Walker. Doctors Photography Podcast. I'm Jason O'Dell. And I'm Rick Walker. And it is good to be back. Uh, I'm back from a vacation last week. And uh, so we had a little week off. Um, and that kind of prompted our, our discussion for today, which will be a little philosophical discussion on vacations and traveling and and which cameras should you bring and all kinds of fun stuff. Computational so, photography and yeah, all sorts of things. Weird time, you know. It's it's there's all these trade-offs. Um, you know, we talk all the time when we're getting ready for a trip. Um, you know, and there's different kinds of trips. There's vacation trips. There's photography trips. You know, there's times when we'll lead a workshop, right? There's you, you bring different different kinds of gear and 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 your philosophy towards what you bring should align with the type of trip that you're taking, um, because presumably if you're if you're listening to this podcast you like taking pictures so it how much should you bring on a trip what's a good thing to bring and and uh you start running into a lot of conundrums just depending on on when you start thinking about packing your gear and how much space it takes up and what should you actually bring and 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 by the way, this episode is not going to be what to pack and what to bring no 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 you know, we've just... we've talked about those you know, multiple times. This this one is a little bit different. Yeah. This gets more into the realm of the current state of technology and options that camera companies in particular are offering or not offering, you know, where they're choosing to invest and not invest and how that plays against the other options that you have, which really these days come down to your cell phone. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, this crystallized for us recently um because us one of the things i've discovered is that a small camera is still a camera it's still some it a small camera is not tiny it still represents something that you have to be aware of carrying around whether it has one lens two lenses whatever but you know walking around um disneyland which is i did in december when i'm a little took visited some friends we went to disneyland and i brought my zfc camera uh the nikon um while it wasn't big and heavy it was still more burdensome than just walking around with your phone i mean this was you know noticeable mm-hmm. <laughs> so so if you're going to take a camera at all like an honest to goodness camera um then, then it needs to be able to do certain things and, and fulfill certain requirements. And I think that's, that's where we start scratching our head a lot. Well, and, and, you know, we'll get into my own planning thoughts for a trip I've got coming up in a couple of months. But I remember one of the frustrating things for you on that trip was that you felt like even though you had this ZFC camera with you in addition to phone, the phone shots were actually better. They were, and and I say that with all due respect to the ZFC camera, which I liked using. It wasn't, a, you know, it's not a bad camera. Um, but what I discovered was the compromise from that small camera 
was that the lenses that I, and I only brought the one lens, the, 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 whatever the 18, 16, the, the 16 50. to 50. Yeah. The 16 to 50. Um, there, it was that that's a slow lens. It's, it's not a fast lens at all. And so when I was indoors, you know, or in shady areas in Disneyland, and we had a great time. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I was taking people pictures. Frankly, my phone took better pictures because it had a wider, a faster lens and probably did some computational photography along the way. And the, the shots just looked cleaner because the ZFC was forced to be cranked up to very high ISOs in order to achieve the kind of shutter speeds I needed to, to not get blurred. And my iPhone, I have an iPhone uh, 13 Pro. I think you do too. Yeah, same um, one. It, it just, the shots look clean. Now, I'm not making prints to 16 by 24. You know, I, I'm not. So I, I, I didn't really care about um, enlargement quality stuff. But um, I was kind of surprised. And so when we went back to Disneyland, to we had a two-day pass. The second, I didn't bring the ZFC. I just brought my phone. And for the kinds of sh shooting that I was doing, it was a lot easier just to be able to put the phone in my pocket and not have to worry about taking it on a ride or do anything like that, right? Because the, the, the camera itself became a liability. It just became mm -hmm. more cumbersome. Not, not, and that had nothing to do with optical quality or image quality. This was just the, the, the sheer need to carry a camera around means you have to have a place to put it. <laughs> so right so it's a lot easier to put your phone in your pocket than it is your camera i don't care how big your camera is i think a related problem that's out there it's a little bit different but you know it's like we've been doing the post-processing stuff a long time we've taught many classes on it we know it pretty well we're we're not perfect at it no one is but we know it pretty well for us to you know get equivalent quality photos to what you could get from a cell phone doing all those computational things in those situations that you were talking about would take some work we know what to do you know you shoot mm -hmm. a bracketed sequence of exposures you you know merge them together in something like lightroom or some other product that can do hdr stuff and then you have to figure out how to tastefully tone map them and all those things so they they don't look goofy and then you can end up with a shot that's somewhat similar to what you got with your cell phone. The key thing is the cell phone, you push the button and, and anyone can do that. Yeah. But the other stuff you're talking about at the very least months, if not years of learning and some additional software tools that you have to go out and, and purchase. Um, and then like you were saying, you have to carry the thing around and everything. So you end up with this, interesting problem where the you know the cell phones are it's not necessarily a problem but the cell phones are taking care of so many photographic chores that the realm that's still open for more serious cameras more specialized cameras is is shrinking and becoming more inaccessible to people and you know there's some camera companies i think olympus is the best one in this respect that have picked up on this computational photography mm -hmm. thing and, and will do some interesting things very easily for their users in camera. But no one else is doing it to that same extent. So you end up with that 
big gap. Right. And I would have a hard time recommending serious cameras at this point to more casual photographers. I would just be saying, get something like an iPhone 13 Pro where you've got three pretty damn nice focal lengths in there. I mean, the wide one is ridiculously wide and yes. amazing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're going to get good results. You're not going to have to invest all this time learning. Everything. It, it is a real problem for the camera companies, in my opinion. Right. So one of the features that I like on the, you know, when you talk about computational photography, because mm -hmm. um, I, I think what, what you have, if you're, if you're trying to choose between um, a small camera, a compact thing for, for casual photography mm -hmm. versus your phone, you got to look and say, well, what, what's my advantage of the, you know, wh where, where does one do better than the other? I think in terms of, you know, the output quality in terms of, of having to work at it. I mean, your phone is easier. Um, again, you just push the button. And if you learn some of what the iPhone can do or your smartphone and the other ones have good cameras too, if you have decent cameras on your phone, um, whether it's built in or just the, or apps that you can get, there's a lot of great things that you can do. So the, the real cameras generally have an advantage in terms of megapixels, you get more resolution, you have lens choices, and then that's a problem that we can talk about in a second. Um, and they generally will do better if, if it's available in, in things like subject isolation. You know, if you really, you know, you're not forced to use digital zoom, if you have real, you know, there's more choices of focal lengths and, and, and aperture range on lenses. So therein lies the challenge because that system may or may not exist <laughs> in the real world, you see. And we were having this conversation because a funny thing happened along the way. Both of us recently sold our Nikon ZFC cameras because we found that the need that we, you know, the original, well, slightly different reasons, but, but at the end of the day, they didn't fulfill the need that we thought they would. Yeah. And my case is a little bit different than what you ran into, which was a valid thing. But for me, it was my initial fear about the camera, which you know, the, the, those things have a little bit different control layout where very often how things are set isn't the way they're really set. And what I was having to do when I used that camera was almost go through this mental exercise before using it saying, okay, it works differently than everything else I own. This is how it works. This is what I have to keep in mind. Here's the way I'll set the controls just to remind me, even though it does, doesn't right. do anything. And it, it ended up just being kind of a, an irritating factor where I found myself not wanting to bother with it. Right. And, you know, I think if you're trying to go small, okay, which a lot of people do. I mean, there's an absolute, I get it. I absolute need to go small. Uh, rule number one tends to be use a camera with a smaller sensor format um, because then you, you know, your optics can be smaller to, to match. Um, and this is where I ran into a problem. You know, I don't want to gripe them on the ZFC, but it, this, this was a real problem. The kit lens was nice and compact. No, no, no complaints whatsoever. Right. 
but it's very slow. It, it, you know, it's like F 3.5 to 6.3, whatever it was. Uh, I can't remember exactly. It was a variable aperture lens. Meaning if I was shooting at the longer end or anything other than the widest end, you know, I'm, I'm shooting four stops slower than what my phone was shooting at. Um, so yes, it had a larger sensor than the phone and a bunch of other things. But um, so then I said, well, what other lenses are available in my lineup? And I, you know, and, and this is a, a, a long-term challenge that we've had with, uh, you know, camera systems, which is they don't necessarily make faster, smaller, shorter focal length lenses or whatever designed for the smaller sensor cameras. I mean, I don't want to pick on Nikon, but hey, Nikon, there's two lenses that are native to the Z, uh, the DX format, two lenses, the two zooms, right? Three. Um, Oh, they added a third. You're right. They yeah. added. A, they added another. Eighteen one. to one forty. Right. None of them are particularly fast. And no. then you say, okay, well, it uses the same Z mount. You could use your full frame Z mount lenses. This is cool. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Those are huge, and the the good Z mount glass are not stabilized. They rely. You you're you're forced to rely on in body stabilization. And oh, guess what? The ZFC and the Z50 don't have in body stabilization. So it becomes a hindrance. Um, there are other cameras out there with smaller formats, right? Uh, Fuji makes a good, very good APS-C cameras. Um, Canon has an APS-C line, although yeah. that, that's kind of seems to be an orphan at this point. I think it's going away um, very soon. And um, so that brings us back to kind of Olympus, right? So. That's and a, Panasonic has micro, right, four, the micro thirds. four thirds, yeah. the micro four thirds cameras. Right. Now, those sensors are pretty small, um, but they're still much bigger than what you get in your phone. So you can much you can, bigger. So you can you can get better quality. And, and 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 what I'll say about a system like the OM Olympus system is that for the most part, they've built uh, uh, a, a lineup of lenses to surround those cameras that not everything is just yet another mid-range zoom with a very right picture. so i mean and I, and I think that was my frustration it was just like i would like to shoot the zfc or something small like that with some with some faster stabilized lenses um you know there's the 28 and the 40 but neither of those were image stabilized and even the 28 on a dx body that's um 42 yeah so it's 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 still kind of a normal range. It's nothing like a being able to use like a thirty five f two or something. Like Certainly that. nothing exotic, yeah. right? Um, and then there's another uh, uh, um, a thing you know we we're looking at. You know, if you have the slightly larger body, okay, so you have a slightly larger body, like say a you know a Nikon Z six or seven or you know, one of the Sony bodies, right? Those are fairly they're not small, but they're fairly compact. Mm -hmm. Um, again, let's look at the lenses that you can put on them. Um, of, of the major brands out there, um, you know, where do you get the diversity in lenses? Nikon is not up to that yet. They have, they've been sort of going towards the, we're making high-end, big, heavy glass for optical reasons. And that's, you know, fine. That's an approach, but it ain't going to get you small, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. It's not gonna, it's not going to get you small. I mean, I recently got the twenty four to one twenty, and it's a wonderful lens, but it's not small. It's 
it's you know it handles well but it's it, it's not small mm-hmm. um now, Sony's done an interesting thing, which is they've opened up their lens mount, right? They've, they've right. allowed their lens mount to be used by third parties. And if you look at third party lenses, there's a lot of, I, I think that's where third party manufacturers do some really cool things, which is they try to compete with having different focal lengths than what the manufacturers have. That's yeah, one and of the that ways I, they exist. I, I think the Sony strategy of opening the lens mount early and making it easy for other companies to to build lenses in your mount was so clearly the right one, you know, and, and the Nikon and Canon strategies of locking down the lens mount and forcing people to buy your own lenses was just stupid as hell. Because if you can't design and make enough lenses to satisfy people, you know, especially the diversity of photography they want to do, they'll go somewhere else you know, they will, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, like the, the line of smaller primes that Sigma came out with for the Sony E-mount, and these are like their 24, 35, 45, 65, 90, I think are their lens mount, the lens designs. I can't remember the name of the series. They recently changed it, but they're beautifully made they're you know nice metal things they're not cheap nasty plastic things they're very sharp but oh my gosh he put one of those on one of their their full frame bodies and it's pretty darn compact Mm -hmm. it really is right so you know getting into this idea of what is the amount of overhead that you have to do to bring a interchangeable lens camera you know one is you got the size and the weight two is you're gonna have a lot more work on the back end and post and there's a lot of times when when taking photos you know like vacations where that's not really what you're there for right you know and, and think about like you're you know if you're going on a trip like so we both have trips you know and um you know, yours is coming up um now yours, you're planning, so you're gonna, you're you're hoping to it's go to Portugal. different. Just just to so people know what we're talking about and some of the differences between your recent trip and mine. In a couple months, my wife and I are going to Portugal with two other couples. These are people that we've known a long time, and I'm the one planning um, the trip out. You know where we go, and you know at least teeing up the options for what we do in different places and giving the others choices on them and stuff like that, which I don't mind doing. It's kind of fun. Um, so, but it's not a, a package tour thing. Right. You know, it's we're deciding. It's also not a photo trip. I mean, it's, 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 it's also not a photo trip. I think I'm going to be the only person there that likes doing photography seriously. So while it is an independent trip and we'll have flexibility in a lot of times and places, it's not that flexible because I'll be the only person that really wants to do some of that stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to, you know, be good about that. And, and I'm planning to try to go light and compact and I'm not planning on um, forcing people to hang around while I take a half hour to get a series of shots that I right. want, you know, I'm going to try to be pretty quick and efficient. But it's, it's an interesting mental exercise to go through because when you 
start doing that, you start running into some of these issues and it is very much a first world problem. I'll oh, say that, sure, sure. you know, adamantly it's, you know, it's being spoiled a little bit, but gosh, well, it just would be nice to have more options. Let, let me, let me phrase it in a, in a different way. There's, there's times when you'll go, you know, whether it's a trip or just going out or whatever, um, where you want to do quote photography. And then there's certain itineraries or, or trips or vacations or whatever, where it really wouldn't matter what camera you had, you're going to be taking snapshots. Mm -hmm. You're just going to be doing that because the nature of the vacation. So I just got back from a, a five-day uh, Caribbean cruise um, down to the Yucatan. Out of the five days I was there, there was only one day where I would have really considered using a, a real camera. And that was when I took a, a, uh, an excursion to the Mayan city of Ushmal, which I would highly recommend if anyone's down there. It's really mm -hmm. cool. But it's a, as with all things, it's a guided excursion. We left in the morning, but by the time you're there, it's middle of the day. You're on a guided tour. The, the opportunities for real photography just weren't there. In fact, tripods were not allowed on site. So it's not like I would have had the opportunity sure. to do that anyway. Um, I decided before the trip that, you know what? My phone is going to be all I need. And I brought the phone. I just used the iPhone camera. I didn't use any apps. I just did. You know what? I'm damn pleased with most of what I got back. Because middle of the day light, frankly, I wouldn't have gotten radically better shots. I would have had more megapixels. Mm -hmm. You know, so whatever. But I mean, there were some situations there with backlit scenes where the camera did its auto HDR mode, where I handed the camera to, to one of the other people in our group and said, here, take our picture. And the results from the computational photography were unbelievably good, like really good. Like, I don't know if I could have done that without a fill flash and <laughs> some major right, processing right. good. Like, I was stunned and I sent you the photo. I said, Rick, look at this picture. And <laughs> your response was like, wow. That was simply just push the button on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't have done that with my regular camera. I couldn't have handed it to somebody and said, here, take our picture. Take my shot. I want my picture in front of this. Yeah. It wouldn't have happened. So I was super happy with that. Yeah. You know, psychologically, I don't get a whole lot of pleasure out of using my phone no, for I shots. It, it's fine. I, I like having the, the pictures as an option, but is there a lot of pleasure in the process? No, almost none. You know, so I like using the other stuff um, because it, it does give me that. And as long as it's not getting in the way a lot, I don't mind carrying a little bit of stuff, but I don't want to carry a lot of stuff and, you know, coming out of this planning that I've been doing, it, it's just kind of weird where it's like, I have too much stuff, freely admit that. Mm -hmm. And yet none of it seems to match well for what I want to do. It's just a, an odd thing. Well, I think um, we were talking about this earlier. I think some of the major manufacturers have sort of, through all, you know, just philosophically have kind of 
gravitated towards 35 millimeter format, full frame, if you want to call it that, is really what photographers want. And anything in the smaller formats, well, that's just for people who want a cheaper camera and just taking snapshots and they're not really interested in photography. And or they, a- in, in my opinion, this is mistakenly believe that those smaller formats that they make can be the bridge for new photographers into their bigger cameras. And I don't think it works that way anymore. No, I think there was a time when that might have been true. I think I it was true at one I, point. I don't, I don't think that's But I don't think it's true anymore. I, didn't, I don't think it's been true for a few years. No. and I think it's the other way. I, and to clarify that, I think there's this huge, absolutely overwhelming group of people that should just stick with cell phones for so many reasons. They do everything they want. They do it in a simple fashion and they do it well. And there's a group of people that likes using the, the more serious cameras, but those smaller format cameras aren't a bridge to the bigger ones. It's the other way. It, they're a, an option for the photographers using the serious stuff to lighten their load when they really don't want to be carrying all the heavy stuff. I think that's really what they've become. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I don't have all the sales stuff to confirm that, but that's sure. my sense of what has been going on. And, and I think it is the direction that it will continue. I, I couldn't agree more because, you know, I have a Z9, right? There's mm-hmm. no way in heck I would take that on a vacation. Right. Be a nightmare. It would just be too big. But even the Z7 II that I was shooting, none of the glass for it is particularly small. There's a few, but there's not much. I mean, like cons- there, there's lenses that are fairly compact, but even a lens like the 14 to 30 F4, it's an 82 millimeter front filter thread. That takes up some re- real estate in my bag just to pack the lens hood. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at the Z50 and go, wow, there's a little camera or even the ZFC wouldn't this be great? You know, here's this thing, but there's no lens ecosystem around it that gives me anything to match. And, um, match your cell phone. Well, it's not even match my cell phone, but just to say, do I have like, what I would like to do is have a, a, a smaller format Nikon centric kit. And when I say Nikon, because that's what my brain is, is used to using, right? I do mm-hmm. not like switching cameras all the time. You get used to them, but you know, there's that muscle memory that we talk about. Mm-hmm. So if it, my preference would be if I could have a smaller version, uh, you know, with some small lenses that work well for travel, you know, compact zooms, or maybe even a few fast little primes um, that aren't slow, you know, like and when I say slow, like super slow, um, that's nice, but that doesn't exist right now. I, I, I felt like the Z, DXZ lenses are very much a compromise. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't give me really what I want. And in fact, my phone was better for yeah. some respects. Yeah. Um, and, and then you factor in the, the form factor. You know, the fact, the fact that when I'm looking at compact stuff, I'm looking at what, what I recommended to my parents, which is Olympus stuff. Right. I mean, it might not be perfect, but my goodness, those are very small cameras and there's a lens lineup to, that goes with them. It's mm-hmm. not cheap. <laughs> it's not like. And from what I've seen, both of them enjoy them. 
Well, yeah, because they're small, you can carry it around and you can do quite a bit with those. You can leverage the smaller, the, the smaller uh, uh, sensor format. I mean, and I see Olympus doing that, right? They have lenses that are designed to be these super telephotos that are quite small. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, it you know, it's not what you bring on the family vacation, <laughs> but if you're considering it, you know, um, who wants to lug around eight pounds of gear when you can lug around three? Yeah. So, and if that's too much, then, then you're back to the phone again. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think anybody has a compact, you know, is there something out there right now that really, I don't want to say is better than a phone because that's not really what I'm getting at. But when you, when you think about that use case for vacation pictures, you know, just simple vacation stuff, I, I just find it very difficult to justify bringing a camera system half the time. Yeah, I think I'm more likely to do it than you are. Um, I, I think the Olympus and Fuji stuff comes the closest. Mm -hmm. You know, I have some frustrations and complaints with them. It's like Fuji's, I've mentioned it before. They don't focus worth a damn with wide angle lenses. And I think a lot of people haven't figured that out, but they're annoying as hell at times. It's amazing how how many times they'll miss focus. So there's something wrong in that system's autofocus. Um, I can work around it, but it's annoying. I, I think the, you know, the Olympus stuff, um, their main issue has been viewfinders that weren't that great, you know, EVFs. And, you know, as a perceived problem with higher ISO noise, I, I think that's more perceived than anything, because I think being pragmatic about it, they handle a pretty wide range. Um, so there, there's some issues there, but I think they come the closest. Well, I think that new OM1 that we talked about the other week, that would be a nice camera. I'm just not sure I want to invest $2,200 in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, then you're talking it looks, about investing. It looks it. awfully just, nice. Yeah. I look at it. It looks, it looks um, compelling for a lot of things. Um, you know, here's, here's what happens to me sometimes. And this has happened for going back for a really long time. You bring the big camera. And by big, I just mean the real camera. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then what happens? You're on your trip. And if it's not a sightseeing kind of thing, um, if it's any kind of vacation where you're trying to juggle, you know, going out to eat and what, mm -hmm. the thing stays in your bag. And mm -hmm. I find myself just leaving it. And, and, or I bring it and I get three pictures with it for the, you know, okay, I brought my good camera. Let's get a group picture of everybody. And I took three pictures and everything else was with my phone because mm -hmm. it was so much easier. And the quality of these, you know, the, the, I think that's what's, what is amazing to me. It's not the, you know, the, the phone doesn't give you the real, you know, you don't have the lenses that <laughs> you would get with a, a dedicated system, but the image quality now is outstanding, at least for the better end phones. I mean, there's still crummy ones out there, but, you know, it used to be that the cell phone was worthless because the pictures were just, well, okay, I can sort of see that there's an image of something and it's better than not having anything. But 
you would never consider printing one or anything like that. Right. But that's not a problem these days. So, I mean, if you're doing anything indoors, it's almost easier to use a phone. And with yeah. some of these techniques, like the long exposure mode that the iPhone has, where you does a one or two second exposure, can be outstanding. Yeah. So, and I think the only higher end, you know, dedicated cameras that have it are Olympus ones. I don't think that has shown up in any other system it, it's just odd and you know to me there's no penalty for adding that feature in because if anything it grabs and, and what i'm talking about is the computational photography because a real photographer who wants to do true you know if you want to do like true photography photography and not have the camera process this for you you can do that you just turn it off mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not a problem right um but it'll be interesting to see i think i think as mirrorless i think as um you know, one of the things that gets in the way with um, cameras is mechanical shutters. Mm -hmm. I, I think as we see mechanical shutters start to disappear and the frame rates. And they will. Are, yeah. And the frame rates are getting really high. I think, I think the technology will be good enough in some of these mirrorless cameras to produce images and do computational things in the way the phones can. The question would be whether or not the manufacturers want to put those features into those those cameras if they think it's or if when they happen. decide to do it it's kind of too late right i mean like i said i i i came back i i did not regret not having quote a real camera on my my cruise vacation um so you know there we are it's just yeah yeah it makes for an interesting conundrum there's no solution to this problem it's just something to think no. about i think this is no, what i'm trying to say it's like and and like a lot of our episodes, this came out of conversations that you and I had unrelated to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So That's everyone great. else has got the distinct pleasure or pain of listening to it now. <laughs> well, anyway, um, we'd love to hear our listener feedback, what they're using for vacations. Do you still go with the, the camera? Do you choose something small or just use your phone? Drop us a note over on our Facebook page um but that's all the time do you want to mention the url for it oh yeah well facebook.com slash image doctor it's really it. tricky it's it's a hard one um we yeah. appreciate all the comments we've had in the, over the past few weeks there and um until next time uh you can ponder these things like we do and hurt your brain <laughs> all right happy shooting everyone all right bye-bye